Thanks, Ntatemore, for agreeing to talk to me here on Biz News. And uh, I'm talking to you as a knowledgeable person and expert when it comes to rail and logistics matters, as also a former executive at Transnet. First, let's start with the infrastructure itself. Tell me, what, what is going on? I mean, we see in some parts of the country the railway network being dismantled and cables being stolen. What's happening with the railway system? Yeah, thanks for, for the invitation, uh, Pratim. Uh, at the top, I think uh, one would like to highlight the uh, lack of security uh, as one of the issues affecting um, rail transportation pertaining both to passengers and to, to, to cargo. I think the, the second issue is the, the aging railing stock, outdated technology, the inefficient use of land, you know, characterized by settlements, uh, much moving closer to, to, to the rail. And, you know, if I recall some 20 years back, Transnet via Spornet back then uh, went to Parliament and asked that the railway police be, be brought back. That has never happened. Uh, another element that uh, one now sees is the mushrooming incidents of uh, what one may call blatant sabotage. In, in 2018, November, uh, for instance, people went and using a blowtorch literally cut the, the rail line. So, you know, combination of craft, uh, vandalism, uh, has brought us to, you know, where where we are today. I mean, between 2019 and 2020, for instance, 354,227 meters of uh, overhead cable uh, was stolen from TFR. But, you know, one does not see any consequences. In, in any other country, you know, if people go around carrying blowtorches and cutting rail, I mean, there, there would be some serious consequences. Why do you think there are no consequences? I mean, you've just given me the stats, the facts on what is happening and how much damage has been caused. But if this information is known, what would expect the authorities to do something about it? Yeah, that, that is what one would expect. I mean, and that's why I, I started off by saying that in March of 2001, uh, Transnet went to, to Parliament, to the Portfolio Committee, or to the Joint Committee of Public Enterprises at, at Lake, uh, and raised the very same issues that we are talking about now. And nothing has happened. The issue of the railway police, you know, nothing has happened. Rail, if you look at rail market share, uh, back in two, 2009, it was sitting at uh, 30%. The estimate currently is that it's sitting at 21% or, or, or less. And yet from from a parliamentary or what one may call a political perspective, that doesn't seem to be any action. Let's talk about, uh, expand a little bit on the 30% that you are talking about. That That is in as far as freight is concerned. Am I, am I correct? Yeah, that, 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 that is insofar as freight is, is concerned. Right. And and the infrastructure could handle 30%, you say, then, 2009. And if I recall, part of the idea was to make sure that more freight is transported via 
uh, the railway lines and not the trucks that are damaging the roads at this time. But uh, the, yeah. the contribution on the part of Transnet has actually come down. Why, why is that? I think if you look at Transnet, and here I'm looking at, at TFR, you need to look at uh, the what you call the heavy haul lines, which is the coal line and your, your ore line. I think these are some of the best uh, railway lines in the world in terms of technology. And, and for instance, the ore line runs uh, one of the longest uh, production train in, in, in the world. The, the problem is in what we call the general freight, you know, the transportation of containers and, and, and little parcels. Mm. Uh, that is where the problem is. And it's because over the year, not enough investments have gone into into that section of the business in terms of your your technology, in terms of your modernizing the, the fleet and the attempt to go and buy locomotives and so forth, I mean, that was a subject of this under commission, was an attempt to deal with, with, that, with, that, uh, with that particular problem. But recently, we've also seen an increase in, in incidents and problems around the, uh, the coal line and the ore line. I mean, uh, uh, mining companies were up in arms because of the reduced volumes that were carried on, on, on the rail. I want to go back to the political will issue to protect the infrastructure of the country. Why do you think that is the case, that there is no will to bring back the railway police or come up with another way of protecting this crucial infrastructure? Uh, you know, I really can't pinpoint uh, what the problem is, but uh, I, I will put the problem at the door of the politicians. Twenty years ago, these issues were raised. I recall in... Around 2009-2010, I was acting chief executive at Transnet Freight Rail, and a number of trains, I mean, a a train full, load full of diesel uh, was derailed. Uh, That was done on purpose. A train full of um, some hazardous chemicals derailed. Again, that was on purpose. I even had to contact the, the, the security establishment, show them the pictures of what is happening. Up until today, nothing has, 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 has happened. And, and one does not want to say, look, it's related to, to what is happening in the, in the country today. But I think the politicians ought to deal with this question. I mean, why if 20 years ago, they were requested to bring back the railway police. They have not done that. Why, on a year-to-year basis, over 354 kilometers of cable has to be stolen You know, uh, annually? Nothing has happened. A few years ago, around 2010, we established a cable theft index with the South African Chamber of Commerce and Industry. Nothing has happened. Even today, the current leadership of Transnet is complaining about perceived uh, sabotage uh, in derailments and so forth. Nothing is being done. Uh, So I think if the Department of Transport or the Department of Public Enterprises 
can deal with uh, the issue of the of the political will. Uh, but definitely, there doesn't seem to be the will to deal with the with the issue. If you look, for instance, at uh, the metro rail situation in Cape Town, in Langa, where you've got settlements on on the railway, I think it's only now that some action is being taken to remove. Uh, the, the settlements, but it shouldn't really take that long to deal with these problems because the economy is being, you know, affected negatively. I want to talk about uh, commuter rail, if I may digress for for a moment. Uh, that you know, as I said in the past, millions of people or, or trips were taken undertaken on a daily basis on the commuter railway system. But in recent times, at least in Gauteng, we don't see trains running any longer because of the cable theft that you've referred to, the railway tracks that have been stolen. But basically, not much. It does, it does not seem like an urgent and pressing problem for the authorities. What, what is happening with the Prasa and the commuter rail? Well, I mean, I just want to go back a little bit um, in terms of the, the rail infrastructure. Years ago, you, you had Transnet... Um, responsible for both metro rail, mainline passenger services, and then uh, cargo, you you had the infrastructure all residing, you know, within within Transnet. Uh, years later, when, when Prasa was formed, infrastructure was apportioned to metro rail and to, to Transnet. And my personal opinion is that, you know, in a single country, once you take rail infrastructure and then you start splitting it up, you are inviting problems. And, and I think that's, that, that is where we, we are today, you know. Uh, and, and if you were to ask me, well, uh, what should we do? What should the solution be? You know, I would say, well, let's, let's look at what's happening in, in Germany, for instance, where you've got uh, a state-run entity, Deutsche Bahn, running both the infrastructure and operations. You know. Now, the question that, that we can ask is, should an entity like Metrorail be running infrastructure or should they be running trains? So, which takes us now to issues of policy. And again, from a policy point of view, you know, we have to look at government. We do not have rail policy on the on on on, on the table. So again, it goes back to the to the policy makers. I think I think it is one of the answers. Then I was I'm just about to ask you, what do you think needs to be done? Then where do we start if we are going to fix uh, this problem? Because obviously, even from ordinary people's point of view, it looks like uh, we'll never ever get back to the railway system that we used to have. In fact, the expectation was that it will be improved over time to the extent that, you know, at at least 50% of the time people would be using railways as a means of uh, transportation. But that's not happening. How can we correct that if if we can? It's it's really not happening. I mean... uh, Years back, when, when I was a youngster, I mean, you know, you would catch a, a train uh, from from Kimberley Station, go through the mining towns, Alco, Limeacres, and all the way to Hotterville. 
there was rail, you you know, uh, and people utilized that. Today, that that deadline is literally gone. If you look at railway lines going into the farms, the agricultural areas, literally, uh, literally gone. Um, I, I think that the leadership of Transnet currently is looking at, at possible solutions. And one that, that I think personally ought to be looked at from, from, from a policy perspective is that we need to look at uh, a single owner of infrastructure, uh, a single entity that can be held responsible for the state of infrastructure. I mean, recently I was listening to the Minister of Transport and people asked him a question about Transnet and his response was, well, Transnet doesn't report to me. And then you realize that we have a serious problem when, when a Minister of Transport can stand up and say, well, you know, uh, forget about Transnet, uh, I'm not responsible. So there, there's, there's a confusion right there from a policy perspective in terms of who's responsible. And for me, we ought to look at having train operators and having an infrastructure owner. If people steal cables, we can go to that entity and say, look, we want to run our trains, uh, but people are, are stealing cables. But right now, We've got a situation where the same people who are running trains are the same people who are unable to take care of the infrastructure. So we've got serious problems right there. Indeed, we have serious problems right there. As you say, Taumura, thanks very much, Taumura, for talking to us about the state of railway in the country. I appreciate it. Thank you.